Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Marnie Swedberg, and I welcome you to Marnie and Friends, a place where leaders share practical, helpful, and encouraging ways to get anything important done faster, better, and smarter. Right now, I encourage you to sit back, buckle up, and join us for fun, laughter, practical help, and clear thinking, the kind of discussion that focuses our attention off of the fluff and onto the most important stuff in life. Again, welcome to Marnie's Friends. Let's get going. Hi, everybody. This is Marnie Spudberg, and I welcome you to another edition of Marnie's Friends. Today, we are talking with our guest, Bestie Roy. We're doing some marketing training today called Beyond Bulletin Inserts, How to Expand Your Event Publicity. And during this hour, Bestie is going to share with us the four P's of plan development, how to understand your target audience, geographical area, and attendance goals, the effect on budgeting and branding between hosting a church versus an interdenominational event, the value of a professionally designed website, how to increase your multimedia marketing, the real truth about getting noticed in a busy marketplace, how to tap into grassroots promotion and develop group leaders, the value of personal one-on-one connections versus the depersonalized norm in our society today, and how to count the cost and reach your goals. All of that during this one hour. We've got a lot of ground to cover, and no one better to do that with us than Bessie Roy. She's a wife, a mom, a grandma, a nurse, and president of Women of the Word. And that's at womenoftheword.net, and you just put a dash in between there, women-of-the-word.net. Um, Bessie's passionate pursuit in life is to know God and to make him known. And, um, she is here with us today to share Beyond Bullets and Inserts. Welcome, Bessie, to you. Thank you so much, Marnie. It's really a blessing to be with you today. I'm very much looking forward to having this time with you and your guests. Well, Bessie, you are no stranger to major women's events. You've chaired the New England Women of the Word Conference. You've been a national representative for Christian Believers United and Women of the Word. You've been, you are the current president of National Director of Women of the Word. And, Bessie, how... How did you get started doing event promotion and women's ministry events? Well, I actually began in the uh, late uh, 90s to around 2000. Uh, I became involved with uh, Women of the Word through attending events, myself first as a conferee. And uh, then the Lord really placed a burden on my heart to um, invite the ministry to come back to New England to have another uh, conference. And so I began to really pray about that and pray with other women and began to network with other women uh, to see that happen. And in the course of time, the Lord uh, worked through all of that, and I then began to work for uh, CBU, which is the founder of Women of the Word, and worked with uh, women in other areas of the country that wanted to have an event in their area. And so I was the liaison between the office and the uh, conference chairman and the uh, local area committees. And I knew that process because I had done it myself. I had you know, been a conference chairman and uh, so I was well familiar with that, kind of had a lot of grassroots experience. And so I was able to um, increase skills even more by uh, being the uh, national representative, working with other uh, chairmen and other groups in various areas of the country. 
And then in uh, 2008, um, the ministry uh, became separate from Christian Believers United. They asked me to uh, take the ministry of Women of the Word, and we became a separate 501c3 uh, organization. So that's kind of how things how things happened. So I I have experience from you know an attendee to a conference chairman, and then kind of worked up through the ranks. And that is so often how God does it with us, isn't it? Yes. That we, you know, we just like a little baby. You know, we learn how to crawl first and then how to walk and then how to run. And that's how it goes. How it goes. Well, I'm excited. We're going to cover so much ground here in this hour, and I do want to just dive right into this. So why don't I just pass the baton to you for the four P's of plan development. Well, the four P's are really the basis of what we do when we, begin to even consider uh, working with a group in a different area of the country and beginning to have an event. And I think this is really important for anyone that's planning any type of event, whether it's a uh, a church event or a larger interdenominational event. Uh, and that those four Ps are, first of all, pray. That is number one. If it's not God's idea, you know, it shouldn't be anybody's idea. We really need to seek the heart of the Lord and know what his desires are and what type of event to put together should we even have an event, number one, uh, and then what type of event to put together. The second P is promotion, which is absolutely key, and I know we'll be talking more about that, so I won't go into that too much uh, really right now because a lot of what we'll be talking about will be based on the promotional aspect. Number three is personal invitation, Um, especially for women, I believe, uh, women go to events together primarily, um, and they also uh, will go if their friend invites them to go. Uh, mm-hmm. I believe personal invitation works much better than uh, a lot of promotional materials. We need to do the pr- promotional materials. We need to you know, check into other avenues where we can promote our events. But personal invitation is absolutely key, I believe, especially for women. And then the fourth P is persevere. We need to mm-hmm. really know that God has called us to do something and that we are going to persevere despite uh, sometimes uh, rejection or uh, despite obstacles or despite difficulties because it is not going to be easy. And I think we have to have a mindset that we are going to persevere. And that just because something is difficult does not mean that God hasn't told us to do it. You know, I love that. And I love how you're tying together that perseverance. What enables us to be strong in it is having that clear vision, is knowing, number one, through prayer, that God has called us to do this particular thing. And then once having known that, the P for perseverance, um, is what you can do. It's when we aren't really sure, isn't it? I think that's yeah. when we launch into something and we aren't positive that God's called us to do it. That's right. where the obstacles really become terrifying yeah. and uh, can really dishearten. I think, in, in, especially in this uh, day and age that we're in, and even more so as we move on, is that we really have to know that God has called us to something. And so mm-hmm. it, I am all for... Uh, women waiting and praying and, you know, getting together with other women to pray and to see, is God really calling you to do 
uh, whatever that is, a small event or a larger event, um, we have to we have to know that because that gives us the stability. Then that's the foundation. Right. And when we do have tough, you know, when we do hit obstacles, that we know we're going to continue, and that despite what people may say to us, um, we're going to persevere. We have to be able to take no's, so to speak. Not everyone that we're going to invite is going to come. So it's oh, really absolutely. that ability. Yeah, to take you know to be able to say yeah okay, um, and and move on to the you know to the next person. So it's so I I just want to spend a minute here longer. Um, a close friend of mine had gone through Al-Anon years ago when her husband was going through AA. Yes. And whatever she would bring to the table as something that was bothering her, like he was you know picking on her about something, and they would always say the same thing to her. Uh, whenever she would say, I just can't stand it when he does this or when he does that. And for those of you who are listening who don't, have never been through uh, something with someone coming off of a, an addiction like that, usually it, it gets worse. After the person quits yes. whatever, whatever chemical they were addicted to, when they quit, now they don't have their crush anymore, and they just lash out at everybody around them. And so it's just very painful the year or two after uh, an addiction is broken. But anyway, she would come to these meetings and she would, you know, say, oh, I just can't stand it when he does this or that. And they would always say, you know, you have to get real clear about that yourself. Are you okay with it when you do that? Because as soon as you're okay with it when you do that, whatever he says is just going to fall off. And I think about that with Satan's arrows that come against us when we're sure we're in God's will. Those arrows Correct. hit the hit the shield of faith and fall to the ground. But when we're not sure, then we feel every one of those arrows. And so this is such a critical point to start with prayer and to know that that's going to come full circle then for the perseverance is going to be there. Well, let's go ahead and move on to understanding your target audience, geographical area, and attendance goals. Well, again, you have to, this is part of your planning process. So if uh, for example, you're having a smaller church event, you you know, you really need to think about who am I targeting? Am I, uh, is it going to be a women's event? Is it going to be a youth event? You know, who is the target audience? What is the age group? That also affects very much how you are going to uh, promote the event through things like social media and other, you know, avenues that we'll be talking about. So it's very important that you that you know who the target audience is. Also, what is the geographical area that you're trying to reach? Are you uh, having a local event um, in your community that you're hoping to uh, draw uh, people to? Or are you trying to reach a larger uh, area? For example, if you're having a larger conference, you may be thinking about, uh, well, am I trying to reach the state? Am I trying to reach people in the northeast region or whatever region that you may be in? Because, again, this is going to affect uh, how you're going to put your promotional plan in action, uh, who are you trying to uh, make contact with, um, who you're trying to reach even, you know, uh, via social media such as Facebook or or other uh, avenues. And so it's really important to uh, identify that. And then also, of course, what are your attendance goals? And you have to set some kind of ballpark. You know, you can't just say, well, right. I think I'm going to have, you know, I want 50 people to come uh, or I want 500 people to come. You have right. to have some type of no. range. <laughs> yeah, and you have to right. think of, and you also have to think about a lot of uh, uh, 
extra things about your event, such as are you going to plan food? What is the cost of that? Uh, because food adds a whole other dimension to uh, your planning. There's uh, much more um, cost involved in that, and obviously it also affects how, you, how are you planning registration. Uh, if you have food involved, you're going to have, especially when you're dealing with hotels or anything like that, you have to plan your food uh, very carefully. You have to stay within a budget, and you have to have um, a guaranteed number usually, you know, about a week before you're having your event. So that affects how you even do your registration. It's, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot to think yeah. about. <laughs> there really to think is. About. Let me just interject for members of Marty.com. Um, if you get, if you open the, re, the e-book called Retreats Made Easy, in there, there's a budget Excel form which automatically does the math for you on all these things, how many people you think will be coming, how much you think all these different things will cost for your event. And when you change one number, like if you say, I'm going to have 50 people come or I'm going to have 200 people come or whatever, it automatically does the math for you. So that budget worksheet is so helpful. And, yeah, and that's what, what a fabulous resource. What we're talking about here, I wrote that book, Retreats Made Easy, because I had so many planners contact me and say, I just came to a wonderful retreat or event and God really worked, but now... I'm holding a $1,000 bill that mm-hmm. I owe because, and then they didn't know why. You know, it's like, right. why am I holding this bill? And so that retreat worksheet is going to really help. And this is so critical for you to think about in advance, for you to count the cost of what you're doing and go forward. Betsy, you, you've coordinated some really large events. How do you stomach the exposure of possibly having an, an out? Uh, an outstanding bill at the end. I'm sorry, say, say that again? You've, you've yep. managed some large events. How yes. do you stomach the fear of possibly <laughs> having some yes. exposure financially? Yes, I, mix, I missed the stomach part there. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, uh, let me tell you, there are, I, I, let me just admit that there are times of, of angst, you know, especially yeah. as you're yeah. getting closer to the event and you know what your, because I do know what my bottom line is, and if my registration numbers are uh, quite a bit lower than that bottom line, um, there is obviously uh, a- angst involved. And th- this is when, again, you have to really go to prayer, you have to trust the Lord, um, and you have to just, um, you know, Throw yourself on his mercy many times uh, and just say, Lord, help, you know, help me to have the faith that, you, you know, you've given me a vision. Uh, I believe this is from you and um, help me to move forward in it. And I will say that God has been faithful each and every time. Now, have we had an event here or there that has not quite met the budget? Yes, we absolutely have. But we also mm-hmm. have had events that have gone, you know, that have done right. very well. Yeah. So you have to look over the long course. You can't just, you know, fall apart because, well, one event may not be quite doing what you think it's going to do. You have to look yeah. for, in the long haul. Um, I think that's especially important uh, when you're, you know, talking about having several events a year. If you're planning one event, yes, you have you have to be careful. But again, we we have to trust God, and I will say that He is, you know, He is a faithful God. If you've done your part, you've prayed, you've planned, 
um, God is faithful, and, and he will bring you through. And sometimes he comes through in a different way than we anticipated. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. Well, this is Marnie Sweber. We're visiting today with Bessie Roy on the topic beyond bulletin answers. We're going to take a break and come right back and talk about the effective budgeting and branding between hosting a church versus an interdenominational event. We'll be right back. Ladies, are you looking for something fun, encouraging, and spiritually uplifting to do with your girlfriends or women's ministry group? Visit womensevents.info. Womensevents.info has information and details about all the major Christian women's events that are coming to your area. You can search by date or location. It's all available to you free at womensevents.info. Well, this is Marty. Welcome back. Something we had a little technical thing going on there with the commercial today, but that's okay. And I just want to encourage you, womensevents.info is a place where you can find all the major women's events coming to your area. You'll find Bessie's events there. You'll find Women of Faith, Beth Moore, um, uh, Joyce Meyer, e-conference women like those. And, and that is a place where you, too, if you're hosting a major women's event, I encourage you to get it listed there. It's the only directory that's kind online. And it's part of the uh, Marnie.com conglomerate there. So womensevents.info is that address. Becky, let's get back to talking about the effects of budgeting between uh, hosting a church versus an international national event. And, of course, right away what comes to mind is, you know, when you're hosting something at your church, you know, putting a bulletin or putting a flyer on the back of the bathroom doors and something in everybody's mailbox and having, you know, gals, uh, you know, uh, a thing from the front, maybe a, an announcement from the front, or a skit. That's that's really so great. But once you get beyond your church walls, that really changes things, doesn't it? It does. It absolutely has a, a major impact. Yes, it can uh, from a budget standpoint, and also from a standpoint of how much uh, time you're going to have to invest uh, in promoting outside of the church walls. But I really would encourage women to think, even if they're they're having an event at their church. Uh, maybe it's uh, something that they're having with their local, you know, ministry uh, team in their church. Think outside the church box. Um, you know, think outside those walls. Who else can you invite? That um, sometimes women, especially, uh, and they may be either uh, unsaved or newly saved, uh, are more open to coming to something that doesn't have that absolute church flavor, if you know what I mean. You know, they'll come to something that is a luncheon and maybe hear a guest speaker, uh, something of that nature. Uh, it, it's not like a church service to them, and so they, they may be a little more open to attend. And I think it's actually a wonderful way that you can uh, reach out to women and evangelize them and uh, disciple them. It's, it's a way that you can do that. Uh, but when you go outside the church wall, you then have, you know, you're stretching your tent curtains. In Isaiah 54, it says for us to stretch our tent curtains wide. And uh, sometimes we have to come out of our comfort zone and be willing to talk to women that we don't know very well or maybe go to the church across town that we don't know real well and maybe begin to develop some relationships, which I would absolutely encourage that also. Um, and, um, you know, stretch out and think about other places that you can um, do, some uh, do some promoting of your event in different venues, uh, different people that you know, uh, and then think about, well, are, am I going to do ads in the local paper? Am I quite trying to do something on 
uh, cable TV, um, or am I going to uh, print brochures, which are more costly? So you have to think about budget there. Uh, brochures are costly. Posters are costly. All of these things um, add up, and so it's it's really important to take time and think through that process. And also, again, think about where will you get the best uh, or potentially get the best results. And, and that's in some of the talking points as we go down. But, again, I would, again, focus on that. Making personal connection with people um, is really very, very key. You have to print and put out thousands of brochures and you're, to get a result of even a small result. The, you know, the, the percentages are somewhere between 3 and 5% if you're going to print brochures of people who will well, then attend your event. That's a lot. You know, that's a small percentage. Right. And you have to think about mailing costs and all of that. So in a, if you're having a church event, I would probably not, you know, print 5,000 brochures and mail it to everybody in your city. The results mm. from that are going to be very negligible. Right, and one of the things that we've done is print brochures, but then we hand ten to every woman, woman in our group, and we say, "Hey, you got to personally hand these out." And exactly. That changes everything. That changes it does. Everything. Yeah. In fact, I say when I'm when I'm training uh, women in different areas of the country, I say to them, "A brochure is only as good as the hand that is giving it out and the mouth that's mm. behind it." Mm, you know, awesome. because you yeah. have to have a testimony. If you can have a testimony of how, if you've had an event before, how has this event impacted your life for uh, the Lord? How has it impacted your life for better? If you have a personal testimony, that is worth its weight in gold. That is absolutely much, uh, much more effective than just, you know, handing people brochures or throwing or or mailing people brochures because we all have a wonderful filing cabinet called the wastebasket. And if yeah. I it, we, and if I see, I mean, think about what you get in the mail. If you mm-hmm. see a piece of literature come and you have no personal connection to that liter to that piece of literature, really, what's going to catch your eye to read it most of the time? Nine times out of ten, it's going to go in the trash. Right, and even That's, if you do read it after you read it, it's going to go in the trash. Yeah, <laughs> so, no, <laughs> you know, sometimes it won't. You know, I have occasionally read something. Out of 100. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. yeah five people yeah. out of 100, exactly. Yeah. So if you're going to if you're going to step outside of the box and say to the gal who's planning her first interdenominational event uh, versus an in-church event, and you're going to say, okay, if you only have, you know, whatever for your budget, what's going to be the biggest thing for your buck past the personal invitation? Where would you bet your money? Well, again, if you're if you're doing something that's uh, you have a parachurch ministry or something that's going to be ongoing, you know, where you're going to have more than just the, a, a one-time event, you're planning on something that will uh, uh, hopefully continue, and you may have events in other areas. A, a professionally designed website is actually um, very key. I think yes, it's going to cost money and it's expensive. But I think it is uh, money worth. Uh, it's very well spent money because if you you have someone that can walk through the process with you, what are you? Uh, what are your goals? What are you looking for? And you know, there's different ranges of websites. You know, you don't 
you know what I'm saying? You don't have to spend twenty thousand dollars. You know, you can start off maybe at fifteen hundred or something like that, and then build up. But you do have to um, uh, think again about your budget and how long. You know, long term, think long term again, and then I I think the value of that is is great because that person is very experienced in things like doing keyword research, getting you know search engine optimization. You know you know what I'm talking about, but you know getting that website so that um, people will see it. That when you're looking for keywords, um, that when they Google something, that they're going to find you. That's that's what you're looking for. Just throwing up a website, unless people can find it, it's there, but it's it's you know it's in space somewhere. So um, I think it's so. Right now, if you're at your computer, just open up a new tab, a new window, and type in women dash of dash the dash word dot net. Women of the word with a dash between each of those words dot net. And you'll see what she's talking about. This is not just a, you know, grown-up site for one event. This, this has everything in it. This would be a wonderful, Betsy, that people can even use this as a template to see what kinds of things people ask for in the major events. And, and you've been doing this long enough. I know, uh, Betsy, I'm sure what you've done is the same as what we've done at womenspeakers.com and the different sites is that as people say, well, what about this or where's the that? you actually develop a page for that because you can't just be answering all those questions one by one each time. So the the site kind of evolves to include the different things that you need to have. Your site is so beautiful, and you guys are going to love that, womenoftheword.net with a dash between each women of the word and then .net at the end. Um, When we went back, let's go back. How How do you drive people to the website then? Well, this is where some of the other things that you can do as far as uh, multimedia media type of marketing um, to help drive uh, interest to your website. First of all, I think, uh, again, and this can be somewhat you know, age-related, I think Facebook is still a very good uh, place oh, yes. that you have a Facebook presence, um, that you maybe develop a page specifically for the ministry or even for the event. But the thing about Facebook, I think, just from personal experience, you have to be very consistent in continuing to post on it. You know, again, this is where perseverance comes in, even with a website. Um, It takes a while to get your rankings up. It doesn't just happen overnight. Uh, And you have to have, again, a long view that our particular website has been up now about two years. Um, And we do now on Google, I I mean, I've asked women to do this even in other places. If they Google um, our website, it does pop up as uh, one of the first, in one of the first slots. And that's what you're looking for you know, help with the ranking. But on Facebook and other social media, again, you need to be consistent about uh, putting material out there. Uh, you can um, do, um, if you're a blogger, that's a, you know, that's a great way to do it. And I'll just interject that I did listen to your blogging um, uh, interview from last week, which I thought was excellent. That was that was an yeah. awesome, awesome uh, segment, and uh, it's something I've been thinking about myself. But you also, I know, like with younger people now, they're big into Instagram. You know, so you have to, you yeah. have, you do have to go where your target audience is. 
and use whatever media you can to do that. Uh, do newsletters through constant, uh, constant contact is one. There are others, of course. Um, but if you send out a regular newsletter, this is where you have to have a lot of consistency. You can't just, you know, throw something out there every, you know, once every three months or something. You have to have consistency and, and get those newsletters done and put a lot of uh, links in your newsletter and uh, to different places on your website because you're trying to get people to click, you know, in the newsletter uh, and so that it will get them to the website. You can also do if you again if you have the money, there are things to do on Facebook and even on on Google where you can do ads and they do uh things like pay per click. Um uh I find Google um uh ads pay per click are, are a little bit expensive and you may not get exactly the results that you're looking for. Uh again, I think that depends on on your budget and you know how much money you have to spend. Facebook, you can do some ads on Facebook, which I think um, those are helpful in, in increasing likes to your page. And then, again, you can uh, post things on Facebook and always, 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 always include a link. Don't just type something and, you know, always get a link in there so that or a picture with a link behind it um, so that people will, you know, will click to uh, your website and that will help drive, drive that. Absolutely. These are so awesome. Well, this is Marnie. Our guest today is Dusty Roy of womenoftheword.net. That's women-the-word.net. We're going to come right back, finish talking about multimedia marketing as well as the real truth about getting noticed in the busy marketplace. We'll be right back. Do you need a speaker for your next event? Find the perfect speaker at womenspeakers.com. It's the largest online directory of Christian women speakers in the world, featuring over 1,700 speakers from every state, denomination, and fee range. It's free to search, and you're sure to find the perfect speaker for your upcoming event at womenspeakers.com. That's www.womenspeakers.com. Well, you guys, this is Marnie Swedberg. Excited to welcome you to this afternoon's program, Beyond Bulletin Insert Marketing Training, How to Expand Your Event Publicity with our guest, Becky Roy of womenoftheword.net. And we are talking right now about multimedia marketing as well as getting the truth on the getting noticed in a busy marketplace. And, of course, when you think about, let's see, let's use the analogy that you are a um, – bottle of ketchup and you are in a grocery store, okay? In a grocery store, there's thousands and thousands and thousands of food choices. Yeah. And you are a bottle of ketchup. How does someone find you? Well, they look at the, they look at the sign above the aisles until they find the condiments or whatever, and then they go down that aisle, and then they kind of look until they see things that are similar to you, like mustards or things like that, and then they finally find you, you bottle of ketchup, you. <laughs> so what we're doing with our events is it's worse. It's harder than in a grocery store to find a bottle of ketchup. It's harder to find your event because there are so many things out there. And so when you're trying to draw attention to your event, you really have to be very focused on, back to number two again, who is your target market? Who is your target audience? Who are you trying to attract? And you have to get their attention. We talked before break about some options and you guys, of course, listen to the archive afterwards and catch those. But one of the things that I wanted to bring up was whenever you're having a special guest come into a city, 
for an event, all of a sudden your event goes from um, a, a paid advertisement to news. It transfers to news. Now it's a story because you're bringing somebody in from out of town. So I encourage you that whenever you have out-of-town guests coming into speaker to do music, that you contact your radio station, your mm-hmm. TV station, your newspapers, and you ask if they would be willing to do an interview with your guest. Yeah. And at that point, your guest has an, uh, an option to, usually, and usually the host will do it for you. They'll say, you know, you can uh, go see this person live over at, you know, this coming event. So that's another way that I love to, I love to do uh, how about any other any other marketing or multimedia marketing tips that you were going to – we had a quick break there. Anything that else that you were going to share on that one? Yeah, well, I think um, uh, I'll just mention branding uh, quickly because uh, that is important. In other words, that uh, you're recognizable. It's just like you mentioned the ketchup bottle. You know, Heinz 57 ketchup bottles are very recognizable. Um, they Even the label, you know, is recognizable. Oh. And so I think branding across what would say across mediums is important. So, for example, colors, logo that you use on your website, that's what you want to use in your printed materials. Um, and that's what you want to use wherever you're putting anything out about the event. You want to stay within that um, uh, that color scheme, that, you know, the fonts even that you're picking, that it, you're not picking five different fonts. Um, but yeah. that you're, you know, very focused on the look, it, so to speak, of of the event. And then what you mentioned is absolutely true and something that we do too is uh, reaching out to local radio, TV, whatever, and uh, they will interview your speakers. That is a dynamite suggestion. You know, I always think about if you pay for an ad at 5 p.m. on a major network in your city, you're talking super big, big money, thousands yeah. of dollars, whereas right. they might give your guests three minutes for free if right. you pitch it in such a way that they believe this is news that people will want to hear on tonight's Absolutely. news program. Absolutely. So yeah. it is so valuable and, and totally worth your time, too. And in the training zone, um, in the media training zone at uh, webbyspeakers.com, too, you can definitely learn how to do this in just a couple of hours with some training there if you don't know how. Um, back to the branding and the logo. If you guys go over to womensevents.info, womensevents.info, what you're going to find there is when you're doing the search, you'll immediately see how all the big players do this. They have one logo that works for all of their events so that when you're scanning down the, the list of you know, events in September or events in California, whichever you're searching, you know, location or date, you're going to see how these guys really know how to make sure that whenever you see something of theirs, right away you know what you're looking at. You already have actually an emotion that comes up because you have attached feelings to those ministries. Uh, Maybe you remember a sweet time at the altar or, you know, maybe you had an aha moment up in your chair. Or maybe you were with girlfriends and it was back in the hotel room. But when you see that logo, all of a sudden those feelings come up. And branding is really important, isn't it? Maybe speak just one more word to that. Well, again, it's. Um, I think it's really um, critical that you, th- again, think through what you want it to look like because you need to have that look for a 
uh, quite a long a period long of time. time. Pardon? Yeah, a long time. Right? Yes, a long time. So you don't, you know, you want your if if it's a logo, um, you can't always think of just well, what's trendy today. You have to think a little long term as is this going to still have a draw three, four years from now? Um, as the same thing with colors. Uh, again, and then who are you, you know, who are you targeting? Young people have a different uh, color scheme uh, that they are more attracted to than, for example, you know, women in their 40s, 50s, and 60s. So the, the the whole look and feel of something is very critical, and that's why it's important to get, especially with a website, I think some professional help because those are people that know how to design these things and how to um, uh, go for what you're, you know, what you're looking for and who you're trying to attract. So, and then that brand, those colors, you have to think about: will that transfer over into printed materials? Uh, how will that look on a TV screen, or um, you know, all those different things? So there, there's really a lot to think about. But branding also, I think, is very important as you are putting out things in various media um, because. One person may see it in one form, but then if they see it in a different form, it will it will be recognizable. And today we have to think of how much media is coming at people. And so one message is not sufficient. It, it Normally there's research out there that says that we don't even begin to absorb something or think about something, especially if it's something new to us, until we've heard the message 12 times. That's a lot. Wow. wow. Yeah, That's a lot. That's what I've heard for years, but I think it's because it's just so busy now in the marketplace. Exactly. Like That's amazing. A lot. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. those of you who are listening and you're like, I don't have thousands of dollars to do a website. Right. I don't have hundreds of dollars to do a logo. I'm going to give you a couple ideas here, and Betsy, you can be thinking too while I'm talking. First of all, for logo designs, if you go to uh, Google.com and type in the word logo and then you click images, what you're going to see is you're going to see some of the top branded logos in the country. And from there, you'll get kind of a basic idea of what we're talking about with logo. And then if you go to a company called Fiverr, F-I-B-E-R-R.com, so the, the number five, typed out, and then two R's, uh, Fiverr.com. This is where people for $5 will take your idea and pitch you like three, uh, three renditions of it. So let's say that the first pitch person who you do Fiverr uh, pay $5 for, give you one, and one that you kind of like and two you hate. Then you take that to the next person, and then they give you maybe one that you kind of like and two that you hate. You know, probably by the time you're to 25 bucks, you're going to have a logo you really love. So I just encourage you, you don't have to spend, you know, hundreds of dollars on a logo. You have to have a really good idea and then be a little persistent if you go to Fiverr and uh, go ahead and give everybody good, good rankings. Usually companies charge you hundreds or thousands of dollars to create a logo. So mm-hmm. uh, if you do it for $100, give them a, give them a good start. And then the other yeah. thing is for a website. If you can't afford a uh, website that's developed by a programmer, if you go to WordPress.com, mm-hmm. they have thousands of dollars of programming available to you, and they have many, many, many different templates. And so if you just pick a template that you really resonate with, that really feels good to you, you can actually do a website for free 
And then later, as God provides income, you can think about doing a website that's uh, personally designed for you if you feel like you want to do that. The other thing is, once you have your stuff at a WordPress website, you're going to have the ability to hire a programmer, and they can tweak that. They can add templates to it, and they can add certain things to it that are very inexpensive. So you can take a free website and then just kind of build it up from there instead of starting from scratch. So those are my two two little inputs for people who don't have a budget but want to get going on this. Uh, Betsy, how about any other thoughts from you? Well, I think those are awesome suggestions, um, and uh, I think your site is is awesome to help uh, women or anyone to, you know, pull a lot of these things together. I think we just have to uh, consider, again, prayerfully consider that there is what we talked about, there is time investment. None of this comes just, you know, even though we've got all the online stuff, it still requires time for you to sit through, read through, you know, pray through and think through. Uh, So it's not something you're going to just pull together in, uh, you know, in an hour one evening as you're sitting in front of your computer. (laughs) Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think the the final thing that maybe on this one that I'd like to include before we move to how to tap into the grassroots promotion, um, I wanted to just make sure that people know, too, you should you should definitely do some searching uh, yes. for the website name that makes the most sense. Betsy, we were talking before we went yes. live here about your website name is a little problematic because you it have is. to say that dash between everything. And yes. I always, uh, if you can find, it's, okay, so if you're a speaker, let's say that you're a Christian woman speaker or whatever, and you're looking for a website, go for your own name first. That's, that would be the most the thing that would make the most sense, unless you have a last name or a first name that's really difficult to spell. Then that's not the best one. So what I always say is you want to go for a website name that you would be willing to say hundreds of times because <laughs> that's what you have to do, right? That's just, Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yes, it's, it's so true. It's, yeah. so, it's so, so true. You, you want to have something that, uh, like a radio show host like me, can quickly just sit out on the air and people can remember. So that's what you're going for. Now, having said that, you may find that, like Betsy found, somebody already has the name that makes sense. Like Women of the Word, somebody already had. So, mm-hmm. so Betsy did the best she could. She got the name that's closest to that. And that's what I encourage you to do, too. And the other thing is, once you own that name, you can forward that website over to your WordPress blog at no cost. And so you really can have the name. And once people click on that name, it goes right to the free website that you've designed. So there are ways to get going on this without spending a ton of money. And yes. again, over at that womenspeakers.com in the blog, if you, if you type in www.yourname.com. Now, don't, don't insert like best blog right in there. Just type in your name, the actual word is your name, www.yourname.com. You'll find the training there at the blog that will help you do that. Okay. Any other final thoughts on this topic, Betsy? No, I think I think you've really covered that um, really well. I think I'm going to try uh, typing in BetsyRoy.com and see what happens. <laughs> see, yeah, see if you're out there, if it's still available. You guys, yeah. I always think of website names like like real estate, really. Um, yes. If you have a name that's available to you that makes sense and resonates with you, buy it. It's like twelve dollars a year or something. They're very exactly. inexpensive. It is. And if somebody else gets it, all of a sudden it's not inexpensive at all. You can pay thousands of dollars to get it back. So that's right. uh, definitely check into that. I, I like the company GoDaddy G O 
www.bigdaddy.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, easy to search. They're very, they have great customer service and very, very reasonable to work with. We're going to take one more break and come right back and talk about how to tap into grassroots promotions and develop group leaders. We'll be right back. What's your next step? Are you tired of scouring the Internet to find the training you need to take you from where you are today to where you want to be? Stop searching and start moving towards your goals with over 150 targeted training modules available to you at Marnie.com. You can learn how to speak, how to write, how to get published, how to get media coverage, and so much more, all available at Marnie.com. That's M-A-R-N-I-E.com. Well, you guys, this is Marnie. Welcome back. This is our last segment today in this training for Beyond the Bulletin Insert, how to expand your event publicity. Our guest today, Betsy Roy, is the director of womenoftheword.net, and you can learn more about that over at women-of-the-word.net. We were just talking before break. We're laughing because we were talking before break about you want to get a website. That's easy to say, and that's why. But you know yeah. what? Um, the reality is, the reality is, as the marketplace gets more crowded, uh, people will get more used to doing dashes and hyphens and yes. you know um, dots in the middle and different things. And that's okay. And actually, there's lots of different uh, taglines now too, not just Tom and Net and Biz. There's you know TV and you know all kinds of stuff coming up. So mm-hmm. as it gets more crowded, it's kind of like 800 numbers now. You know, you have 877s and 866s and all right. kinds of stuff. It's going to be the same like yeah. that online. Justin, let's go ahead and dive into how to tap into grassroots promotion and develop group leaders. Okay. Well, this I think, especially if you're having um, a larger event and you're trying to draw, uh, or even if you're having an event in your church, but you're going outside the church walls, you're trying to, um, you know, think outside the box, enlarge the place of your tent, and and uh, try to gather. Uh, people from different areas and, or even within your city from different group uh, groups or different churches. So um, group leaders are, are critical in our organization, and again, that's because we have developed most, uh, many times with them either a personal relationship or they've been to one of our events before. Or they may be, they can be someone completely new that have never come before, but we give them an incentive to uh, bring other women, in our case, of course, and we give them incentives such as free registrations, um, free registration for their pastor's wife, uh, depending on how many people that they, that they uh, bring to the event. Um, we give them other incentives like free, um, we do recordings of all our sessions. So, you know, there's many different things you can do. I mean, you don't have to stick with those. You can think of, you know, maybe a hospitality type of thing. For our events, we do actually even give free um, lodging at um, the host hotel for two nights, but that means they have to bring 50 people, which is a lot. So, um, but you can... Um, uh, really build grassroots there, uh, promotion there, because those are like your, your that's your team. Uh, and they're the ones that are doing promotion within the church or within a different organization or a different community. And people relate better to someone that they know. So in other words, even if I come in uh, to a church and say, 
I think you should, you know, here's all the information about this event, and we want you to come, and we invite you to come. That does not carry as much weight as a person within that particular church or organization saying that because it's someone that they trust, you know. So, again, it's that I'm going because my friend is going. I trust my friend, and so I'm going to go with her. That's the way I attended my first Uh Women of the Word conference. Someone invited me. I knew nothing about the ministry, nothing about the speakers, nothing. I went because a woman that I trusted and that had a walk with the Lord that was actually stronger than mine, and I saw what she had. I wanted it, and she said, I'm going to this. Come with me. I was there. There's no question. I was there. Mm -hmm. So um, that, that I think, is very key. Uh, especially, again, like I said earlier, for women, um, you know, we, we don't go to the bathroom alone at a wedding, okay? <laughs> so, <laughs> we go in a herd, you know. <laughs> we go within a group. Uh, and so there's something about the group dynamics. And, again, the you know, if someone invites me to something that I know uh, and that I have a person that I have respect for, I'm much more likely to go than if I someone just hands me a brochure or or, um, you know, I see an ad on TV or I hear something on the radio. Personal uh, connection is, is really, really important. And you develop group leaders by, again, giving them, um, you know, thank yous and incentives for uh, encouraging other people to come. And that comes into uh, free registrations that we give out. Uh, you know, you can get very creative with that. Um, what are the kind of things that, you know, you want to do personally, but you, uh, there's, there's many ways that will help bless women. And a lot of times even offering free registrations to an event, depending on how many people they bring, um, that can be extremely helpful to someone who normally cannot afford to come to events, to an event. How about like a single mom or, you know, um, for example, or someone that's not working currently. And so there's ways that you can use those things also to bless women uh, and to uh, encourage them to uh, be able to attend events. So we're, we, we do a lot of group uh, promotions, but we work with the group leader individually. Um, we have a group page on our website that gives them all the information of what they need to do. We have someone you know, in the office that will talk to them and walk them through that process. Uh, and encourage them uh, in it. So that personal connection is very important. Love that. So great. A couple things that came to my mind as far as um, things that you could offer as incentives are bookstore bucks. So if you yep. have a book table there, you could, you know, for 10 people you get, you know, one buck. For 20 people you get five bucks. For 30 people you get 10 bucks like that. I uh, go yeah. up, up on a scale. And then uh, you could do also a back page, a back page pass is, so valuable to people where you just would have a 30-minute period of time a little bit before but maybe the hour and a half is the hour before the event where um, the guest speakers or the musicians or whatever would be backstage and people who have you know made it to a certain level can come back there um, as yeah. well as you can also sell those at a premium which kind of helps um, helps your budget out a little bit too if you have a backstage pass and have certain seats in the front of the auditorium be a little bit more expensive. There are people, you know, it's kind of, that's the, once you touch the money thing, it kind of gets touchy for people. Uh, yeah. Sometimes they feel like it's wrong, but, you know, when we look at the world and how God has set up the world, he really has just given some people more money than others. 
and those people um, have great responsibility, mm-hmm. but they also have great privilege. And so as God allows them to have money and you to need money, it's okay for you to get in on God's <laughs> plan. And, you know, there's a limited a limited number of people who will want to say, yeah, I would really like to pay more, invest more into this event to have a front seat to get a backstage pass. And that yeah. really can help the budget out too. So don't, don't, um, don't rule it out because it seems unfair. It's just how God has set up this world. And heaven, heaven is going to be a different place, but here is, here is this place. When, yeah. you think about, when you think about developing group leaders, is there one thing in particular that you have maybe learned through the years that's been extremely valuable to you? Um, I would I would say uh, again the strongest group leaders that I have seen anyway are are ones that are um, that catch the vision of what you're doing. Right. So I think that 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 you can communicate your vision and that they catch it. That is that's absolutely key. And the ones that have you know, bring 50-plus women. We've had that happen many times, even in the 60s to low 70s. I mean, that's a large group of women to bring, to organize. Uh, And they're the ones that have really caught the vision of uh, what you're trying to accomplish during your event. What is the ministry's vision? They've caught it, and they believe that they are a person that can help other women catch that vision too, uh, and so I think that's really the the biggest key. They catch the vision. And I just want to encourage you. Uh, you might be listening and thinking, "Well, I don't know if I could find anybody that would be that charismatic or whatever." But when you think about like women of faith, you think of a Terry Willoughby, who's been a guest on our show before, who coordinates hundreds of women uh, to to come to the events, and, and you've got women that are. Uh, that God has gifted and yes. this organizational skill and this desire and passion and vision. And so that's what you're praying for. That's part of what you pray for is the women who have the shared vision and who have the skill set to organize large groups to, to bring them. And, and it, it's so possible. Don't, don't rule it out as a possibility. We want to just touch back on just for a moment the value of personal one-on-one connections versus mm. personalized norm in our society today. And I loved how earlier in the program you said a personal testimony along with an invitation is just the most powerful thing. Mm-hmm. Yes, it absolutely, it truly is. You know, today, again, we're so, um, uh, my husband many times will say, you know, it's not really social media, it's unsocial media in some ways, you know, mm-hmm. because we, we, we become so engrossed in uh, uh in the social media or in our cell phone or whatever, uh, you know, I've, I've walked into restaurants, and I'm sure you have too, where you see a family sitting together at a table, but they're not talking to each other. Everybody's on their mm. own devices, you know, uh, and it's so easy to get caught up in that. So I, I think that we do have to um, uh, take control at times and put the, you know, put the cell phone mm. down, turn the ringer off, and, you know, not be checking Facebook every, <laughs> every five minutes. Um, because, again, making that personal one-on-one connection, um, I have found myself that if I can talk to a pastor's wife or a women's ministry leader, for example, actually on the phone, 
which is difficult to get these days. You know, you leave messages, mm-hmm. everybody's playing phone tag, et cetera, et cetera. But if you can actually have a live conversation with someone on the phone or a face-to-face meeting uh, over a cup of coffee, the value of that is tremendous, not only in that you're building a personal relationship and that you're connecting uh, with someone and prayerfully um, you have something um, to offer that person in either in encouragement or in support or in hearing uh, maybe what some of their struggles are and being able to come alongside that and um, be used of the Lord to to bless that woman. I mean, that's one thing that I say all the time is, you know, do you have the time for, a, you know, to give your shoulder for a woman to cry on if she needs to? You know, and you can't do that through social media. Um, you, you know, and are you willing to put your arm around her and pray with her and, and encourage her and help her to know that God has an answer and will get her through whatever she may be going through at the moment? Um, so the value in that alone right there, never mind that you're, you know, thinking about inviting her to an event, the value of that right there is, I think, great in the kingdom mm-hmm. of God. Uh, and so um, that's the, that should be and always it should be the priority. And even as you're bringing people to an event, keep in mind of what is your what is the goal here. The goal is not that you have X number of, of people at your event. The goal is, are they going to be impacted um, for the kingdom of God, and are they going to uh, leave changed? Are they going to be a better uh, Christian when they leave or be, uh, be uh, encouraged to become more like Jesus when they leave? Because, you know, the event should have an eternal impact, not just in, an impact of one night or whenever the event is. But again, you, that relationship has uh, much greater value in drawing other people because that woman can then go impact, you know, three women, right. five right. women, ten women, however many women. And that is not an impact that you get as much through social, you know, obviously through social media. You, you, the, the personal um, connection is many times lost today, and I think that we – you know, while there's great benefit in in some areas, there's also loss in some areas. So never forget that God has built us to have personal connection one with another, not just through email, faxing, you know, all of this technology. Because if the technology goes, now what, you know? (laughs) So so I, yeah. yeah. It it is just such a beautiful thing. Use the technology, but remember that people are people still, and a a hug and a smile go a long way. Bessie, thank you so much for being with us today. Well, it's been a great pleasure and blessing to be with you. Thank you so much for having me. And you guys can learn more about the ministry that Bessie's involved with over at womenoftheword.net, and there's a dash between each of those words, women-of-the-word.net. <laughs> and you'll see Bessie's great smile there right on the front page of that website, and we look forward to sharing more time with you next time. I uh, hope you have a great week and check out all the other resources at marnie.com. And thanks for being here. Bye-bye for now.